Hi everybody, this is Steve Bartlett and welcome to Fight Back. Um, I'm really happy that we had a lot of people watch the show two weeks ago on our debut. And uh, before I go any further, I want to thank my producer, uh, John Gaston, a good friend of mine, and thank you for everything you've done in bringing the show back for the people. Uh, I had a lot of ideas about what kind of show I should have tonight, but uh, there's one thing that's been in the news, and that's the issue of guns. And I have to do that topic because that's what most people want to talk about. Guns are everywhere, and it's a major problem in our country. But the one thing we're going to do differently from other shows is we're not going to just concentrate one show on guns. We're going to talk about guns until we are done talking about guns. We're going to explore every issue. We're going to try to talk in detail about everything that you ever wanted to know about guns, gun safety, gun rights, and what kind of proposals we can do to protect our children and society overall. Okay, so each week we're going to be hitting that until we're done talking about it. There's a lot of other things I'd like to talk about, but this is very crucial facing our country right now. So let's cut to what this show is about tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. Now there's a lot of confusion about that. So many people on both the left and the right have no idea what they're talking about. They think they know what their rights are, but they really don't. So tonight we're going to go through the Constitution. I'm going to talk to you about what rights you actually do have and what powers the governments actually have to regulate the use of guns. Okay? So like I said, liberals and conservatives are both wrong when they read the Constitution, the Second Amendment. Liberals believe that the Constitution is only about uh, the right of militias to exist and that there's no right for people to own guns. That's what they believe, that the Second Amendment is about militias, not about owning guns. Conservatives, or the people who love guns, say that, nope, it's all about the right to own guns. Both sides are wrong. Liberals are correct that the Second Amendment is about militias, but they're wrong when they say that there's no right to own a gun. Conservatives are wrong when they say that the Second Amendment is where they get their right to own guns. The truth is the right to own guns does not come from the Second Amendment. The right for a person, an individual, to own a firearm existed before there ever was a Constitution. It is an absolute right that people have. Even if we did not have a Constitution or a Second Amendment, people would have a right to own a gun. So therefore, even though the liberals were right about it being about a militia, which was the purpose of the Second Amendment, conservatives are right that they have the lawful ability to own a gun, and it predates the Constitution. So in order to understand that, let me talk to you about rights. Rights in the Constitution. First of all, people don't get their rights from the Constitution. People have their rights prior to the adoption of a Constitution. That's why we fought the, the Revolutionary War, because people's rights were being violated. If we got our rights from the Constitution, what were the rights that were being violated in the Declaration of Independence before we ever had a Constitution? Well, there's several different types of rights that are contained and protected by the Constitution. The Constitution may protect rights, but we don't get our rights from the Constitution. Um, these are the different rights that we have. Uh, the most famous type of rights that we have are what Jefferson referred to as natural rights. Uh, other people call them God-given rights. These are rights that people have based upon nature. Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence talked about the four main types of um, fundamental natural rights. Those rights are the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But the fourth one is the right of equality. Because the first thing Jefferson said is all men are created equal. These are rights that exist in nature or the God-given rights. You don't need a government for you to have these rights. Even without a government in pre-1776, 
civilization times, people had a right to live, people had a right to breathe, the right to believe what they wanted to believe, the right to be free, the right to be like everyone else, the right to pursue happiness. These are rights that come from nature. You don't need a government for this to happen. These are rights that people had thousands of years before we ever thought of creating a government of any kind. These are natural rights. And there is a natural right, but not a natural right to own a gun. And the reason is guns don't exist in nature. Guns are a manufactured tool that was created by mankind. It doesn't exist in nature, so it's not a natural right. However, there is a natural right to self-defense. People have a right in order to protect their natural right of life to defend themselves if their lives are actually threatened. Okay, so that's the main type of right, the natural rights or God-given rights that people talk about. But the Constitution also protects against another type of right that isn't really discussed much, and that's are the pre-constitutional rights that people had as Englishmen. Now, this is kind of a complicated area. Um, what happened is um, the United States, before it became the United States, were the colonies of England, and Englishmen had rights. And these rights first were created by Magna Carta in 1215, in which the king gave certain rights to the populace, such as due process. But more importantly, they had something called the Glorious Revolution of 1689, in which William and Mary created something called the Bill of Rights. And these rights were rights that Englishmen had under um, the English Bill of Rights. And a lot of the violations that Jefferson talks about in the Declaration of Independence, violations that the king committed and Parliament uh, committed against uh, the people living in America were violations of their rights as Englishmen. For instance, the right by trial by jury. That's not something that exists in nature. That was something that part of the Bill of Rights, the English Bill of Rights that people had as violation. The concept of taxation only if representation, that comes from the English Bill of Rights as well. Um, now remember, the Ninth Amendment of the Constitution specifically says that the listing of rights in uh, the Bill of Rights does not um, exclude rights that aren't specifically listed. You have more rights in the than the rights that are listed in the Constitution. So these rights as Englishmen are very important because a lot of our rights, most of the um, grievances that Jefferson had against the English were that their rights as Englishmen were being violated. Rights that were promised, not by nature, even though we mentioned that, but more importantly by the English Bill of Rights. And we also have those same types of rights now. Um, like I said, the Ninth Amendment protects rights that aren't specifically mentioned. It protects the natural rights and these English rights as well, these rights as Englishmen as well. And these natural rights that aren't listed are things such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Constitution, but we have those rights. They're incorporated within the meaning of, of the um, freedoms that we have as Americans in this country. Um, there's a third type of right that we also have that's actually rights that are created specifically by the Constitution. They're neither natural rights and they're not rights of Englishmen, but are things that are actually part of the Constitution that are considered to be rights, such as the right to vote for your congressman. Well, that can't be a natural right because there's no such thing as a Congress in nature. Or, um, and it doesn't, the right to vote for Congress isn't an old English right because there wasn't a Congress until we created the Constitution. So these are the three basic types of rights, the natural rights, the, Const the constitutional rights that we have as Englishmen through the English Bill of Rights and also the rights created by the Constitution. Okay, now where does the right to bear arms come in? The right to bear arms, it was not a natural right. Like I said, guns don't exist in nature. And I already told you that the right to bear arms does not come from the Constitution. 
Where does it come from? The right for people, individuals, to arm themselves was a right that was created by the English Bill of Rights of 1689. The English rights that were incorporated and adopted by Jefferson in his Declaration of Independence and were known by all Americans included the right for people to own a gun to protect themselves. That was considered to be a fundamental right that we had even before we had a constitution. Okay, So we don't get our rights to own guns from the Constitution. The Constitution does protect the rights of people, but we don't get any rights from the Constitution except for those that are specific, like uh, the right to vote for Congress, for instance. Okay, But it is a fundamental right. These are all fundamental rights. Okay, So the fundamental right to own a gun and to possess a gun is actually something that um, we have. Whether liberals want to admit it or not, it is a fundamental right and it predates the Constitution. So even without the Constitution, people have a right to own guns. Okay? Now, the purpose of the Second Amendment, however, was uh, the liberals are actually correct. The purpose of the Second Amendment was not to give people the right to guns, which people already had, but was to create a militia and to make sure that states had the ability to defend themselves. Um, after the Revolutionary War, a lot of people in our country really didn't think of the United States as a country, but more of a something like the European Union, in which there were individual countries. Each state was thought of as a country, at least in the South, this is how they thought, and we weren't really a country. And the states did not want to delegate their ability to defend their own borders to, to a national government. They did not want a standing army. They hated the idea of the standing army. And during the Revolutionary War, each state had their own militia to defend themselves. The states did not want to not have their own ability to call up troops in case we were invaded by an invading force or in order to stop a rebellion. Okay? So um, that is where we actually are. The purpose of the Second Amendment was for there to be a quote-unquote well-regulated militia that was necessary for the security of a free state. That's why we had the Second Amendment. It wasn't to give gun rights because we already had those rights to have guns. The purpose was in order to protect us, to protect the right of a, there to be a militia so states could uh, defend themselves. It was a state versus federal argument that was going on way back then and then it ended up um, causing a war in the um, 1860s when we had the Civil War between the people who like state rights versus federal powers. So that's where we are. However, everything I'm telling you right now, everything I'm telling you right now is basically legal theory. There's a lot of um, things written about this. However, it's legal theory because it all changed. It all changed in 2009, I mean 2008. The law completely changed. And when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you how the law changed and how what was once just theory is now actually the law of the land. Okay, so I'll see you real soon.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Hi, in 2008, President Obama was elected in a very historic election. And the Tampa Bay Rays lost the World Series to the Philadelphia Phillies. It was horrible. Remember that back in 2008? Well, something else happened in 2008 that a lot of people don't know. And that is, for the very first time in American history, the Supreme Court of the United States declared that there is a fundamental right of individuals to um, own and bear firearms. Until that day, the Supreme Court always interpreted the Constitution to mean that it was only about, um, it was only about militias. However, when Justice Scalia, the late Justice Scalia, wrote this decision, everything changed. For the very first time, there became a fundamental right protected by the Second Amendment for individuals to own firearms, that they can own guns, that they can bear guns. Okay, this is very important because before this, the Supreme Court never ruled this way. So even though I, I may have disagreed with the decision, you have to respect it because we are a law, a land of laws. And you have to follow what the Supreme Court says, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. So that is the law of the land. So the people who are conservative, the people who love guns, should be very happy that people have a right to own guns. However, these rights are not unlimited. Yes, it is unconstitutional for a government to pass a law saying that you can't own a firearm. Okay? That's unconstitutional to ban all handguns. However, your right to own a gun is not unlimited. And therefore, what people think are their fundamental rights aren't their fundamental rights. You do not have a fundamental right to do a lot of things. There are limits on your rights. No rights are unlimited. People think they have a right to free speech. Try calling in a bomb threat. Try yelling fire in a crowded building. You see how far your freedom of speech goes. You think you got an unlimited freedom of religion? Try to bring back child sacrifice and throw your baby down a volcano. Okay? Ain't going to happen. Right to life? Ask people in death row what they think about the right to life. Okay? No rights are unlimited. Okay? And there are basic reasons for restricting the rights. What happens is people exercise their rights and it conflicts with somebody else who's exercising their right. You know, I have a right to play music loud and listen to the music of my choice. But my neighbor has a right to enjoy their privacy and to enjoy a quiet night so they can go sleep at night. Therefore, if I play rock and roll music at 4 o'clock in the morning when they're trying to sleep for work, I'm infringing on their rights. So therefore, the government has a right to restrict unlimited uh, invocation of my rights if it conflicts with somebody else's rights. Okay? So there are limits on rights. Now, what are the limits that people have on their gun rights? Well, according to Judge Scalia, the idol of all conservatives everywhere, he said in his specific decision that gun rights are not unlimited. People do not have the right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in any matter whatsoever for whatever purpose. Justice Scalia said that nothing in his opinion should be taken to cast any doubt on long standing prohibitions on possession of firearms by felons or to mentally ill 
or for the legality of laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings. So here Judge Scalia is saying that it is constitutional for schools to be gun-free zones, that it does not infringe on the Second Amendment or gun rights of any individual. Justice Scalia said that it is constitutional for the government <coughs> to impose laws and qualifications on the commercial sale of guns. Instead, the Second Amendment only protects law-abiding citizens for, for using guns for lawful purposes. Therefore, the, the, for instance, it is legal for the government to ban automatic weapons because they're not the type of weapons that are traditionally used for lawful purposes. He said that, that you know, what have been deemed to be um, assault weapons, constitutional to put limits on that as well. You don't, have an, you don't have a constitutional right to possess assault weapons, only those weapons that have traditionally been used for people for lawful purposes. Notice the term lawful purposes. There are a lot of people who are, who are gun enthusiasts who believe that people have a right to use guns to rebel against the United States of America, that you have a right to take up arms in revolution. Okay? That's not a lawful purpose. That is not something that is considered to be a lawful purpose. Insurrection is illegal. The, the United States Constitution says in Article 1, Section 8, that one of the powers of Congress is to call forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union and to suppress insurrections. The purpose of the militia isn't to cause insurrections or to take up arms against the United States, but to suppress insurrections. According to Scalia himself, preventing felons from, or mentally ill from having a gun is constitutional. Felons don't have a constitutional right to own a gun, neither do the mentally ill. That gun-free zones are constitutional. It does not infringe on people's rights for there to be a gun-free zone. That background checks or waiting periods or gun registration is not unconstitutional. It doesn't infringe on a person's right to own a gun. And bans on certain types of guns, according to the conservative Justice Scalia, is not unconstitutional. So yes, people have a right to own a gun, to protect themselves for their own defense and for other lawful purposes such as hunting. But it's not unlimited. There are reasonable restrictions that should be placed on it. And that is completely lawful for the government to do that. For a gun enthusiast to say every time, like the NRA wants him to do, that any law regulating guns is a violation of their constitutional rights, that's just a lie. Okay? It is legal for the government to do this. In fact, it's their duty to try to protect the populace. So there's a balancing test, protecting the rights of gun owners for self-protections and for lawful purposes, and to protect society from people who could be dangerous with guns. Okay? Now, whenever there is a law um, that could infringe on a person's rights, there's a test that the government, that the Supreme Court uses to determine whether or not that law is um, constitutional or not. Um, the first question that they ask is, is it a fundamental right? So if you have a fundamental, if it's not a fundamental right, then the government can pass a law regulating it or restricting it or outlawing it as long as it's rationally related to the um, law that's being regulated, okay? But if it is a fundamental right, 
okay? Then what happens is the government can only outlaw behavior or activity or, or whatever if there is something called a compelling state interest. That means there has to be a really, really important reason for putting a limit on that um, right that you actually have if there's a fundamental right. Okay, this is called strict scrutiny. It's the strict scrutiny test, and it can't be overbroad and has to be narrowly drawn so that um, it's very specific. Okay, when they want to regulate something. So the question is, do you have a fundamental right, and is it necessary for this compelling state interest to be um, fulfilled by making a restriction on on that um, on that fundamental right? Okay? If it's not a fundamental right, the government can regulate it as long as it's rational, not just completely crazy. So any laws, even though you have a lawful constitutional right to own a firearm, the government has, under the strict scrutiny test, they have to prove that in order to um, pass a law regulating something that could affect a person's fundamental right, if it is um, necessary to do so in order for there to be a... Um, to pass a strict scrutiny test. So in other words, if the if they want to make a law saying that people who are felons can't own firearms, uh, even though you have a fundamental right to own a firearm, because felons are potentially dangerous and they're not law-abiding citizens and they could pose to be a threat to society, that is a compelling reason for the government to put restrictions saying that those who are felons can't have the gun. That's why it is legal for the government to ban um, ownership of guns by felons. It also is a reason why they can legally ban ownership of guns by people who are mentally incompetent or mentally ill. Um, it's constitutional because even though you have a fundamental right to own a gun, there is no, um, under strict scrutiny, the compelling state interest makes it so that uh, the needs of protecting society outweighs the, um, that fundamental right under the strict scrutiny test. Let's look at another example. Let's say a law that says we're banning machine guns. Well, the first part of the test, like I said, is, is there a fundamental right? Well, the answer to that is no, there is no fundamental right to own a machine gun. The only thing you have a fundamental right, according to the Supreme Court, is a fundamental right to own a handgun. You don't have a fundamental right to own a machine gun or any other type of uh, automatic weapon. Or, And the Supreme Court has never said that people have a fundamental right to own a, a um, semi-automatic weapon. Uh, the assault ban that existed back in the 1990s was never declared unconstitutional. And according to the logic of Scalia, who said that you only have a fundamental right to a handgun, um, the government, there's no, they don't have to even match strict scrutiny because if you don't have a fundamental right to a semi-automatic weapon or what they call assault weapons, then the government, as long as it's reasonable and it's rational, can put restrictions or outlaw it completely. And you can go through many different of these type of laws um, step by step. Um, what I'm planning on doing is opening up the lines for callers. So if anyone has any questions or comments and we can talk about this, uh, this kind of complicated. Um, this is stuff we talk about in law school and it can get very philosophical. Okay. But if anyone has any calls, please give us a call. The number is 813-982-4049. I had to look on the screen to know that number because I don't have it um, memorized offhand. But after we come back from break, I'll start. Um, oh, I thought I had a break coming up. Oh, okay, so uh, the number is 813-982-4049 if anybody wants to call. Do we have any callers? 
Okay, well, I guess we don't have any callers, so uh, you're probably sitting there with your jaw dropped watching the show, and you can't, you can't believe what I'm saying, and you're just scared to, to come on the show. But don't be afraid. I'd love you to call. I'd love you to come in and, and uh, talk to me about this. But let's talk about some other laws. These are laws that have never been resolved and are kind of hypothetical, and I would like to go over some of these with you. Um, let's say Congress passed a law saying that people can't own a shotgun. Would that be legal or would that be unconstitutional? Well, the question is, is there a fundamental right to exist any other type of gun other than a handgun? Well, according to Scalia and his decision, any gun that is historically used for lawful purposes that are used basic, that would be considered to be a type of, if it's traditionally used for lawful purposes, is the type of gun that people can actually um, possess. So therefore, I believe that even though it hasn't gone up to the Supreme Court yet, that because people have historically had shotguns for hunting purposes, and it's something that is traditional and that most people who are law-abiding use for hunting purposes, I think that the Supreme Court would say that there is a fundamental right to have a shotgun, and therefore any ban on shotguns would violate uh, the Constitution, unless they can show a compelling state interest, and I think a, a outright ban of shotguns would be uh, unconstitutional. But we have a caller on the line. So who is it? Hello? Hello, caller on the line. Are you still there? Okay. Okay, who is it? Hi. Hi, Steve. It's me. It's Liza Jane Hamplin. Hi, Liza Jane. Hi, Liza Jane. We have one minute, so you have to have a really quick question, and i got to have a really quick answer. What's okay. your question? My question is, why, my question is, aren't uh, militias actually our police, our Air Force, our Army, our Navy, and all of them, aren't they the reg well-regulated militia? Well, the well-regulated militia is not the military. The armies that are mentioned in the Constitution are the armies. Uh, they mention the Navy in the Constitution. So therefore, they wouldn't have used the word militia and the words Army and Navy interchangeable. The militias were actually thought of more as like the National Guard. They were people who were supposed to be uh, brought out in cases of insurrection or to repel invasions. They're not considered to be the police, or else they would have used the uh, law enforcement or the police in the Constitution. Militias are not supposed to be confused with those other agencies. They're different. So people, citizens, are can be... Are are part of, can be part of the well-regulated militia? Yes, the point was for there to be uh, citizens, they're supposed to be well-regulated, and the definition of well-regulated meant well-trained,